a Keep Productive production. Welcome to the Tools They Use podcast. Interviews with professionals about how they use apps, software, habits, and routines every day. Are you hampered by your emails? Do you sometimes spend ages clearing newsletters or even emails with lower importance that take attention away from moving the big projects forward? Does that sound like you? Well, I very much was like this about uh, six months ago or so, and then I started using SaneBox. Now, SaneBox is a powerful email management tool that helped me to reduce that noise in my inbox. You can set reminders, train your email into filtering automatically, even send large attachments in links and heaps more. Now, SaneBox is mighty powerful, and it is August 2019's Tools They Use sponsor, and it's amazing to have them back. Now this is one of the tools I pay for on a monthly basis and I can't recommend it enough. I actually upgraded to their annual plan only a few weeks ago. Now all listeners can get a free 14-day trial to SaneBox and a lovely $25 credit to get you all started and understanding the tools it offers. So guys, please do check out SaneBox in our podcast description. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Tools They Use podcast. It is Francesco here. We're back from a long summer break, and we're back with Martine for episode 48. And Martine, it's good to have you. Hello, Francesco. It's a real pleasure to be here. Brilliant. And we're going to be chatting today a lot about productivity and teaching and that whole realm. And I'm I'm really excited because uh, we've, we've been organizing this one for a while and it's going to be, I think, hopefully you're going to drop some really useful insights for all the teachers out there. I'm going to do my best and hopefully the insights that I can drop will be of interest to people who don't teach as well. I think I'll keep it reasonably general, but obviously everything I do has got a bit of a teaching slant on it. So Definitely, definitely. And um, for those who don't know who you are, maybe a, a nice introduction will be a good place to start. <laughs> ah, yes, I can definitely do that. So my name's Martine Ellis. Uh, I live in Guernsey in the Channel Islands, which a lot of people always find quite interesting because they don't really know much about Guernsey. And they're like, wasn't there a film about Guernsey that came out recently? And, uh, I literally going to say that. <laughs> don't you have to be a millionaire to live there is another one that I hear. Oh. And, um, I can categorically state as a teacher that no, you don't have to be <laughs> a millionaire to live here. Um, but that's where I am. Um, I teach full time at our local further education college. And my role is uh, I'm a teacher and assessor educator. Um, I'm also a Google certified trainer and I'm head of professional development and scholarly activity. So that's kind of the day job. In addition to that, uh, when I'm not teaching all the things, I run a podcast called The Teaching Space. And I've been doing that for, it must be coming up to two years now. I didn't actually check, but it's bite-sized chunks of audio, which I release as a podcast, which is it's aimed at helping teachers be more productive and ultimately ensuring that they don't have to work at weekends and take work home in the evenings and things like that. So I'm really interested in using productivity strategies to create that work-life balance. Um, the teaching profession is a challenging place to be at the moment. There are lots of demands on teachers. Um, but I, I love what I do and I really believe it is possible to get that balance right if someone helps you. Definitely. Well, that I think that's a really noble effort because 
um, at least from the way that I see it. And uh, I was quite close to a lot of my teachers at college and, and they all talked about the stresses of teaching and that whole, you know, I guess it's some, some of them even get put off by how much workload there is outside of the regular stuff you do <laughs> during the day. So um, I think that's a really noble thing to do. So keep, keep going with it. I love your podcast. It's it. And I, I was lucky to come on, wasn't I? So um We'll, we'll, and you're a great guest <laughs> we'll include that episode in the link because uh, we chat a lot about notion that's how we know each other a lot um so yeah it's gonna be good I, i've got a few questions for you as you know <laughs> um excellent so i'll i'll start firing away um my first one for you is as a teacher um what are the productivity pressures that you typically come under um during your day-to-day routine i think one of the biggest challenges teachers face and I I'm kind of talking about this as somebody who 10 years ago went from working in a senior management role in finance where my day was my own and I could do whatever I wanted whenever I wanted pretty much within the realms of client needs for example I think taking that and then transitioning into a teaching role, the biggest change and indeed the biggest challenge is that you don't have any long stretches of time in which to do focused work because your priority is being in the classroom teaching. And you do that for most of the day. And quite often what you have is little kind of, for example, 15 minutes snatches of time between sessions that you're delivering and it's at that point that you're supposed to get your admin work done and there's a lot of admin (laughs) and if you do have chunks of time often they're taken up with I'm going to be blunt and say excessive meetings. I don't like meetings. I Meetings for the sake of meetings are the most horrid thing ever as far as I'm I can concerned. confirm. <laughs> um, oh, God. What, just do we have to meet? Can't we just? Oh, anyway, that's another story entirely. Um, but the fact that you don't have any real sort of stretches of time to get properly focused on all of the work that you've got to do is a challenge. And there is... As well as the teaching bit of your job, there is a lot of other different types of tasks you need to undertake. There's a huge variety. But your students always mm. come first. And I, I agree with that. And, it, you know, I'm not saying you need to put yourself first all the time. Students must always come first. But as a result, stuff doesn't get done when it should. And so I think really those are the main productivity pressures that teachers come yeah and, and, and obviously that sort of uh, these sort of stretches of time that people struggle with is something that like you're trying to address as well through the podcast right you're just trying to find these methodologies mm. or or at least smaller hacks and tools that you can uh, help people to connect with and then they can use that time more efficiently right Exactly that. And that's one of the reasons why my episodes tend to be on average 10 minutes long, (laughs) because that's about as much time as you've got. That's a good idea. Yeah. And and they can get a podcast out and maybe a few emails out in that time. (laughs) So that's really good. Lovely. And and in terms of like uh, tools and resources that you use, um, that's what we chat a lot about here on tools I use. Obviously, the methods are more important. But tools are also really valuable. So I'd love to hear what sort of tools you use to get things done. I, I have a feeling Notion will be part of it. but <laughs> <laughs> Yes, indeed. I love tools. I'm a bit of a toolkit fan. Um, I remember uh, listening to an episode that you did, forgive me, I don't have the number, but talking about how to select um, the right 
tool for the job and things like that and why you shouldn't kind of flip between too many tools where you kind of need to commit yeah I I must confess I do flip between tools a little bit I, I kind of I'm always on a quest to find the best possible tool for the job but here's my toolkit as far as productivity is concerned um up until recently my task manager was Todoist but then I had a conversation with this very nice man called Francesco, and he convinced me that Tick Tick was a better sounds, alternative. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sounds like um, me, yeah. <laughs> that sounds like you. That sounds like you. I, I know you do tend to try and be a bit more impartial, but actually, the one thing that you told me about Tick Tick, which I really like, is that it has a, a calendar built into it. So, whereas with Todoist, I was integrating with my Google Calendar. Um, I can just look at the calendar interface in TickTick, which I really, really like. Um, so, yeah, that's my task manager. Um, I've been using TickTick a couple of months now. I'm on the premium version, which off the top of my head, it's about mm. 25 quid a year. It's not a lot of money. Um, and I really like it. And I've even got my husband using it, which is super useful when I need to assign him tasks. That's good to hear. <laughs> Are you, are you sharing lists with him then? Well, yeah, we're doing um, we're doing a renovation on our home at the moment, um, and actually having a home improvements list has been quite useful, so we can share out some of the tasks. Oh, fantastic! Oh, that's great. Yeah, so you're assigning stuff to each other, and and do you use that in the workplace then? Um, yes, I do. So I have sort of a, a number of categories in my tick tick. Um, which uh, I'll have like a work category and then I'll have a category for my podcast and I do a few creative bits and bobs. So I have a category for that and then the lists go underneath and then a separate one for home stuff. So yeah, it's it's kind of um, organized in a way that suits my needs. Fantastic. And uh, any other tools that you get on with across your day? So Notion, we mentioned already, I love Notion. Um, I was using Notion for task management, but that's not, I, I, it didn't work as elegantly for task management as I wanted it to. So at mm. the moment, I'm tending to use it for kind of uh, big picture planning, um, which I think is something that you do. Am I right? Yeah, it's it's almost like a planner more than it is uh, an Evernote replacement for me or a task mm. manager. Yeah. yeah. And, is, and how do you go about planning? Do you do like... Uh, do you plan like the podcast and then like t- the teaching side of stuff? Yeah, exactly that. So previously, um, I've just completed a season of the podcast. So up until recently, I've done all my podcast planning in Notion and I've used like a Kanban style board. Um, I really like that view in Notion. I am going to have a go at, at doing the planning in TickTick, interestingly, just to see how it works. It's more of an experiment because... Well, we're productivity geeks. We can talk about this. I do rather like experimenting with tools. Um, But also things like um, quarterly planning, um, you know, really important dates. And when you're planning, for example, a scheme of work, when you're teaching a course, you kind of, you have your plan for the year and you have to chunk it up and work backwards and things like that. So Notion's a really nice tool for that. Definitely. And um do you use it for like being able to keep track of reminders? Because I know a lot of people are starting to use it for that. Not at the moment. TickTick is definitely um, my sort of task reminder tool of choice. But for calendar-based stuff, um, <laughs> I, I have to use Outlook and it makes me groan a little bit because I'm very much a Google girl. And I uh, run my life off Google Calendar. I adore it. But 
I'm constrained by the organization we mm. as a college decided to go Google, uh, which is why I, I mean, part of my role used to be supporting that transition. We are now a Google college. However, we didn't transition to Gmail and Google Calendar. Oh, no. Uh, we kept Outlook. Um, and I don't really know the rationale behind that, but it is quite frustrating having your feet in two different camps, so to speak. Um, if I had my way, it would be G Suite all the way. Uh, that's it, yeah. Well, at least the Outlook application looks attractive, right? Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. I just really like the way that, for example, when I'm using Google Calendar for stuff at home, I can very easily set up um, a meeting, you know, an online meeting with someone and there's automatically a link to a Google Hangout meet type thing in there. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. No, um, I, mean. I just like the way all of the different apps talk to each other. That being said, Outlook is a perfectly functional tool for email and for calendar and things like that. So yeah. I use that a lot for time blocking my day. Yeah, that's it. Brilliant. And, and, and in terms of like, uh, obviously, you've got the main sort of core apps there, the task, the calendar, and also the, the, the planning side of stuff and Notion. Do you, do you have any like assistance apps like it could be Pomodoro apps, time trackers, these sorts of tools that are, you know, sort of bolt on experiences that help you? Yeah, um, and we we had a little discussion about this in the episode that um, you were a guest on for me. And my favourite um, focus tool is Forest app. Oh, yeah. uh, you've probably mentioned this in your show before, but at the very beginning, I alluded to the fact that teachers don't have a lot of time to do focus work, so you have to get into that state of flow. Mm as quickly as you possibly can. And I just find gamifying that a little bit using Forest app, planting a tree for 20 minutes on your phone and just, you know, not having, basically with Forest, if you pick up your phone and you're in a 20 minute uh, tree planting phase, your tree will die if you use your phone during <laughs> that time. And just that little element of fun helps me get into my focus mode quicker. I love that. Yeah, I, I remember you mentioning it. And um, I actually had a question on that. Like, do you find a lot of um, the younger teachers tend to like uh, these sort of apps and these resources? Do, do they, if you're, you know, during day to day, uh, sort of talk about them, do they get sold on them quite often or? Yeah, I, I think um, if I look at my colleagues in further education, you tend to, you don't get masses of very, very young teachers coming through. It's not secondary school where you go to university and, and do your training and you become a teacher straight away with vocational education you tend to go off and master your trade and then come back and teach it later uh. so what i find more more happens is that happens more is that i'll have maybe a less confident it user who might happen to be a bit older no sweeping generalizations <laughs> there at all and then i can introduce them to an app that just improves their life and they're like yeah no that's amazing yeah that's amazing and and that's like one of the most rewarding things i bet for the podcast and that side is is when you connect someone up with an app you just they just excel when you'd love watching that don't you yeah, totally. If I can, if someone's been doing something the same way for years and years and years, and it takes them four hours a time, if I can make that into three hours, you know, that's incredible. That's, yeah, that's it. And um, on the, obviously the the tool side we just covered there, but in terms of like your weekly routine, uh, what does that look like for both work and life? Sort of a regular schedule <laughs> or daily schedule, if if you want to go yeah. break it down. 
into more detail. <laughs> I can definitely explain that. So I, I mentioned that I work full time. Um, my hours are roughly eight till four. I'm very much a, I'm way more of an early bird mm. than a, a night owl. So I like to get in early and finish early. That suits me best. Um, with the exception of, I actually work a Tuesday evening. So I go in late on a Tuesday and then I work till nine. Mm. I still haven't mastered the art of Wednesday mornings because <laughs> <laughs> having worked till nine, I tend to be a little bit grumpy on a Wednesday. Um, but that's what my week looks like. And then my weekends are my own. Um, you know, as I said, I, I try very hard not to take work home at the ev- in the evenings and at weekends. It's really important to have that time away mm. from the day job. Um, I make sure I have breaks throughout the working day. Um, sometimes if I'm really into something, I forget and I have a very good colleague who sits outside my <laughs> office and prods me and says, come on, coffee break time. Um, what a legend. <laughs> I work at a stand-up desk. Yes, yeah, she is an absolute legend. I work at a stand-up desk, both at home and at work, which I find helps my productivity and also is, is really good for mm-hmm. my health. Um, so that's sort of something that's part of my day. Uh, I tend to time block my days when I'm really super busy. Uh, and I'm sort of thinking, when am I going to get everything done? Here's my task list. Here's my eight hours or whatever. How's it going to work? So I, I get my calendar up in Outlook and I time block, which really helps me. Brilliant. And, um, out of curiosity, how long have you been doing calendar blocking? Has it been a long time? Um, it probably mostly over the past two years I've been experimenting with it. Uh, I don't do it every day. I tend to use it as a strategy for when I could potentially feel a little bit overwhelmed with my workload. Um, ordinarily, I, I can just cope with my task list and put it in order and tick things off as I go. But if I've just got, say, an epic week ahead of me and I can't quite work out how it's going to happen, <laughs> then I time block absolutely everything including breaks which is really important yeah it's, it's almost like that you can find value in seeing it in these square formats versus these list formats um that can almost be like a, a nice crutch when you're struggling isn't it yeah definitely and i think it's um parkinson's law that says events will expand to fill the time you allot to them mm. so actually if you time block a little on you're not sort of too conservative with your time blocking you go a little bit lower than you think then you tend to get it done within the time you allot if that makes sense that does, so yeah. there's a real art to time blocking effectively fantastic i love all the tips and tools you've given there and if for example, um, I wanted to start going into teaching tomorrow. Uh, maybe not me. Maybe well, let's just say I wiped my memory of all productivity apps <laughs> um, <laughs> and I'm a total newbie. Um, what, what ones would you recommend to me as I get started uh, just for organizing, I guess, both work and life? That's a very easy question to answer because I would say you need to Google Francesco's name to find out what he's got to say and then you'll find out all the things you need about productivity and that would be a very good starting point point. and as a teacher obviously you know have a listen to my podcast. Um, I also wrote my first book at the start of the year and it's called The Productive Teacher and you can find it at theproductiveteacherbook.com and that is a very short and sweet whistle-stop tour of all things productivity for teachers and trainers. So it's not really aimed at, you know, like a teacher that teaches a particular age group, it is anyone in the teaching or training profession. 
in addition to that, um, I would recommend time blocking as a strategy, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, avoiding multitasking at all costs, because <laughs> as we know, it's not even a thing. Um, and then finally, getting if it's going to be an app or a tool or something like that, it'll be just nailing the right task manager app that you want to use and you know what if that's a pen and paper that's a pen and paper that's absolutely fine but for me something like Todoist or Tick Tick which is they're just really accessible if you're not great with apps anybody can go into one of these apps and just make a list you know mm. um, I would say they're a really good starting point so there's, there's those are a couple of tools techniques strategies that I would definitely recommend to you know a teacher or anyone really looking to start planning their day better i think you're right there with the the task manager side of stuff i I don't think a lot of people like think about that like like you just said like the task manager is almost like the hub to some extent or great starting point for getting all the stuff down and then you can convert it to other stuff later can't you Totally. And, and I think um, if you're the type of person like we we are who loves apps, you can get really sort of um, overwhelmed with the range of apps out there. You know, there's some gorgeous apps that just kind of lure you in, but actually keep it simple at the start. Pick a task manager, give it a go, mm-hmm. look at the reviews, see what other people are using and just give it a try. And if it doesn't work, try something else. But actually, for some of my less tech-savvy people, I always say start with pen and paper and then see where you want to go thereafter. Because at least with pen and paper, you kind of get a sense of what you need from a task manager. That's it. Yeah, it's almost like starting with a skeleton and then you can build off of that, add all the bones of the body later. Um, Martine, I've, I've absolutely loved all of your advice, all of your tools and all of those methods there. And, and we will make sure to include the book, um, which you can get in the link in the description so but uh, apart from that where can everyone find you on on the interwebs on the interwebs you can find me at theteachingspace.com fantastic and and have you got a twitter in case anybody has any questions oh i have yes i have um my twitter is martine guernsey Lovely. Oh, I love that you got the the place in there. I should do that for mine. Yeah. Yeah. To be honest, I should have changed it to the teaching space years ago, but I never got around to it. And now I kind of like it. (laughs) Uh, Well, it's quite nice, actually. And I don't think Francesco Devon sounds as good as that, though. Nah. (laughs) Sounds a bit off. Sounds a bit wrong. Beautiful place. I love Devon. (laughs) (laughs) I'd love to go to Guernsey one time. So um, when, when I do... Uh, we'll grab a coffee and coffee in person for sure. Definitely, I shall look forward to that and hold you to it. Lovely, thank you, Martine, and uh, and we're looking forward to. Uh, well, I'm looking forward to putting this one out. So, talk to you soon. Yeah, talk soon. Thanks, Francesco. Are you a subscriber on the Keep Productive YouTube channel? If not, you'd love it. Software reviews and news. Just search for Keep Productive on YouTube for weekly videos. Thanks for listening to the Tools They Use podcast a Keep Productive production. See you next time.